It is Midweek Wednesday. I'm Eric Carpenter, and this is KCVL, KCRK. Man, get ready. It is going to be very, very hot today. You drink plenty of water. Make sure your pets have plenty of water. Try and stay safe. There is that heat advisory out there. Now, if you, you know, don't live around here, if you live, you know, if you're in the city or that, down in the Portland area, free transportation to cooling centers. And they're sending their garbage trucks out. They're doing garbage pickup before sunrise, trying to uh, deal with the heat wave. The Oregon Governor uh, Kate Brown declaring a state of emergency for the state. (laughs) It's pretty common these days. Forecasters issuing the excessive heat warning for Oregon and Washington State. Portland, they think, could break their previous heat wave duration records for six consecutive days, 95 degrees or warmer. Portland officials, they've opened emergency cooling centers in public buildings, also installing misting stations in parks. We talked about yesterday how the Spokane public libraries are staying open later than normal so people can come and just stay cool out of the super hot weather. With this Colville administration and city council, you know, I, I I had high hopes that maybe Colville would be going in a good direction, but my hopes are quickly diminishing. We're going to talk about a hearing coming up on Monday in just a minute. Experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. All right, Colville, as a community, we are in a pickle. In October of 2021, this last October, Colville approved a new comprehensive plan that was written in 2020. So let's roll back the not-so-long-ago time machine to 2020. You remember 2020? The whole world fell apart. March came, and the government, city of Colville, Tri-County Health, Governor Jay Inslee, required community businesses to lock their doors and stay home and don't you dare meet with anybody because you're probably going to kill each other with the uh, virus. But in that same time period, March, April, May, June 2020, the city of Colville, they paid some of those people from outside, the people from there, the people that need to stay there and not come here. They paid them to write a new comprehensive plan, and the comprehensive plan says they had tremendous public input with community meetings and community input. 
in March, April, and May of 2020 when we couldn't even go out on the sidewalk or we couldn't hold school or we couldn't have our businesses open. But the city of Colville developed their brand new comprehensive plan, which includes a brand new zoning matrix called Neighborhood Mixed Use. And then the city council had the nerve to approve it in October of 2021. Now, that document written in 2020 is so full of phony baloney lies and errors. Obviously, a lot of boilerplate put it in by this consultant that the city gave all kinds of money to. Well, the City of Colville Planning Commission is having a hearing on this draft neighborhood mixed use zoning district. It's in a comprehensive plan that the city council's already approved, but, uh, oh, by the way, we never created this mixed-use zoning district, so now we better hold a public hearing so that we can approve it. We need people in Colville to go to the city hall and fill the joint Monday night at 6 o'clock and tell the city of Colville to really write a comprehensive plan instead of lying about having public input in this comprehensive plan. They claim to have had public input right at the peak, right at the beginning when the mayor closes City Hall and makes all the small businesses lock their doors. It's okay for Walmart to stay open. You ain't going to get the virus if you're walking the aisles of Walmart, but, but every little business in town better close That's the time period that the city snuck through this phony baloney 2020 comprehensive plan. Talking about how we have too many single-family homes and we have to build condominiums and big multi-family apartment buildings because we're not like a city. We're not like those metro areas where they have just outrageous crime and even worse homeless people living all over on the streets. We got to become like that. No, we don't. We need to tell this current mayor, we need to tell this current planning commission, we're not going to take the crap of them trying to sneak this program through in 2020 when we all had to stay home and couldn't even gather. Didn't even want people going to church. But the city can pass a comprehensive plan written by people from somewhere there. Well, Monday night, 6 o'clock, it's your opportunity to tell the city, the city of Colville is who wants to do a comprehensive plan, not some out-of-town people that they give the big bucks to. If you don't give a crap, fine. Don't go to the meeting. If you're concerned about how the city is doing, by the way, the city, I'll talk about it probably not till Monday, but how the city is blowing a whole lot more money. they got so much money, they don't know what to do with it. You know, my suggestion is don't tax everybody so much, but they, they got so much money, they don't know where to spend it. So they spent more last night at the council meeting. Anyway, Monday night, 6 o'clock, City Hall, If you are concerned about this new neighborhood mixed-use zoning, 
you get right down to it, it's where they want to have more multifamily where people are stacked on top of each other like in the metro areas. We, 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 heaven help you, we don't want individuals to own their own home. That's what the city council and the planning commission wants to do to you. Neighborhood mixed-use zoning, it's time you turn out Monday night, 6 o'clock. Or we could see Colville change a whole lot. On a budget or have kids and don't need anything too fancy? Check out Sandra's Outlet. Just one walk down from Sandra's Furniture by the fairgrounds, you'll find Sandra's Outlet, full of sectionals, love seats, sofas, reclining and non-reclining furniture, perfect for budgets, and full of style, including Ashley Furniture. Sandra's Outlet, an extension of Sandra's Furniture, open Tuesday through Saturday. All right, tonight, 5 o'clock, Colville School District holding their budget meeting this for fiscal 22-23 year. And at 5 o'clock, they will hold that special meeting at the district office, 217 South Hofstetter here in Colville. It is also available as a Zoom meeting. Colville School Board regular meeting right after the budget hearing. They will be holding a public hearing on the proposed new director lines uh, each te- you know each 10 years you've got a US census completed. They've got to you know adjust the geographic uh, lines for the school board and each school board member has to live within the district they live in and uh, five equal director districts. Boundaries are coming up for a public hearing tonight. Regular school board meeting, and that does get underway at 6 o'clock. With the fire season here, we've been talking with the Stevens County Fire Districts to see how their volunteer numbers are, and uh, things don't look good, unless you're down in the very south end of the county with District 1. Fire Chief for District 11, that's up in the Northport area, talked with us. Uh, Dave uh, Glanville talked about their situation. 11 is more volunteers now than we have since I started volunteering in 2015. We hit a low point during the pandemic, but since about a year and a half ago, we've probably tripled our volunteer base in our district. So we have a lot of people, really, relatively. Of course, a lot of them are fairly new to fire, so they're having to do a lot of training to get to the point where they're fully capable of responding to fires and fighting structure fires. So we have quite a number of people that are available to fight wildfires at this point. We don't have an EMS branch in our district. We're served by the Northport EMS. So the healthcare worker mandate relating to the vaccine has not affected our volunteer ability to respond to fires. Not in our district anyway. Most of our districts in the county are suffering from lower recruitment rates. And though we are able to respond in our districts and as mutual aid to other districts in the county and sometimes across county lines, the DNR hires crews equipment and people from local volunteer fire districts to mobilize on larger fires that become project fires. And so they draw on a lot of district resources throughout the state to fight fires locally and regionally and actually throughout the state. 
and even resources from outside the state. And I can speak to the situation in my district. We have eight or nine people who are prepared to mobilize on fires, and we have two rush trucks that were able to commit outside of our day. But the problem is that our volunteers are largely not vaccinated. And none of those that are qualified to go out, as far as training and experience goes, on mobilization fires have a vaccination. So because our volunteers become casual hires of the state through DNR or Washington State Patrol, we're not able to mobilize because we would fall under the vaccine mandate at that point. Interesting tidbit as far as the differences and just how statistics speak percentage of wildland to structure and vehicle fires. Last year, a solid 50% of our calls were wildland fire related. And we had less than half a dozen structure fires that we responded to. And the rest of those are traffic accidents and CO2 alarms and incidents. It's a much more significant part of our job up here. What it is up here, a huge majority of these are going to be lightning strikes or they're going to be debris piles, whether they're permitted or allowed. Most of the time they start during the season when they're actually allowed and they may be permitted and such. But people choose the wrong time of day to do it. and The wind comes up and it's drier than they thought and they didn't have a good line around it and just gets away. We also have fires that are started by farming or logging equipment, you know, woodland or agricultural burning practices that get away, get out of hand. You know, the campfires that were left unattended, maybe no malice on it, just carelessness. And sometimes we worry about structure fires that end up extending into the wildland. All right, a little bit of information there from north of us for District 11 in the Northport area. Uh, We talked with another of the northern Stevens County districts, and they have been struggling to meet the mandates. They have said they they have accepted any COVID exemption requests that were submitted, or they would risk not having enough volunteers. So out of 30 people, it stated that only 10 would be allowed on the project fires at this time. 30, uh, 10 of their 30 have actually you know, even had their exemptions submitted. And uh, they say that uh, certainly will hurt the loss of volunteers uh, if they have any larger firefighting efforts this year. So District 1, the uh, very south end of the county... They uh, got their people vaccinated. As for the rest of the county, it looks like if we get into a fire situation, we could really be hurting as far as, uh, as, as, as we well know, most people up here in our area uh, are not vaccinated. I'm Eric Carpenter of Carpenter Homes and KCVL KCRK Radio. If you've recently moved here from somewhere, welcome to Stevens County. Most of us who are already here came here because we didn't like something about there. We came here precisely because it is not like there, wherever there is, and we actually like here just the way it is. If this describes you, 
Again, you are welcome here. We are not racist, phobic, or anti-whatever you are. We simply like here just the way it is. But if you came here from there with the idea of making here more like there, you should have never left there to come here. You are hereby most cordially welcome to leave here and go back there. Eric Carpenter, Carpenter Homes, KCVL, KCRK Radio. If you'd like to put out hummingbird feeders, today's wildlife question of the week has some tips for you to help the hummingbirds stay healthy. Hi, I'm Anne-Marie Prince, wildlife biologist with the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife in the Colville office. At WDFW, we get a lot of questions from members of the public. Someone asked us lately if they should take down their hummingbird feeders because they can make the tiny birds that eat out of them sick. So hummingbird feeders are okay if you take the time to maintain them. While they are enjoyable to humans because they attract hummingbirds to one area where we can watch them, the downside to feeders is that fungus and bacteria commonly grows in them, and this can make birds sick. So these fungus and bacteria can lead to infections that cause hummingbirds' tongues to swell and can result in death. However, there are a couple of ways you can prevent this. Clean hummingbird feeders once per week with a solution of one part white vinegar to four parts water. In hot weather, you'll want to clean them more often. Change the nectar every few days. And to make nectar, you boil water for two minutes, mix one part white sugar to four parts water. Never use honey, artificial sweeteners, molasses, brown or raw sugar, and don't add any red food coloring. Simple is best for the hummingbird nectar. If you don't want to take time to clean your feeders on a regular basis, please consider taking them down and planting native plants on your property instead that can attract and feed the hummingbirds. And our Habitat at Home webpage has an intro to native plant gardens section that can help you choose what to plant. There is also information on bird feeders in general on that page and other steps you can take to attract pollinators like hummingbirds to your yard. And to check out that webpage, log on to wdfw.wa.gov and type Habitat at Home into the search box in the upper right-hand corner. If you have a question for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, send it to publicaffairs at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495. And please include an email address or phone number because you can win a prize for asking questions. There will be a random drawing each week of people who submit questions. And if your name is drawn, you can win a bear spray to take with you on your outdoor adventures. Tune in to the news Wednesdays at 7, 8, noon, and 5 for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Wildlife Question of the Week. Email questions you have on fish, wildlife, habitat, hunting, and more to publicaffairs at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495 and we will answer one question every Wednesday. All right, coming up on Sunday, it is a Sunday brunch up at Parkview Senior Living. 10 till 1 o'clock. They are going to hold a Sunday brunch the last Sunday of each month. You know, on top of going up, having a nice brunch and a mimoso and all of that, the residents up at Parkview love it when people come up and visit and uh, would encourage you, if you want to have a good brunch, 
Uh, space is limited. Reservations are required. If you want to reserve your seat, uh, give them a call up at Parkview, 509-684-5677. 509-684-5677. Reserve your seat. Enjoy a Sunday brunch up at Parkview Senior Living, 240 South Silky Road. You know Fogel Pump and Supply drills wells, but did you know they can improve the flow of your existing well? It's called hydrofracturing, and it opens new water-producing veins in your low-producing well so you get more water. Talk to the professionals at Fogel Pump and Supply about improving your water supply with hydrofracturing. Fogel Pump and Supply, the water professionals. All right, the Seattle Mariners picked up another one last night from the Texas Rangers. That's kind of cool. Two games in a row. See if they can make a sweep today. It'll be a day game over in Seattle. And Mariners, uh, five to four winners last night. So a day game today, and then they head on the road to open the series down at Houston. And that, of course, Houston is the ones that broke the Mariner winning streak and actually swept the Mariners right after the All-Star game. So uh, Mariners meet the Texas Rangers, hope to sweep that three-game series. 13th meeting between the two teams this season. The Mariners have won 10. They've lost two in the season series with the Rangers this year. Seattle, second place. Rangers, third place. But really what matters is the Mariners need to keep winning so they can stay right in that wild card race. So uh, Julio Rodriguez now, 37 extra base hits. 18 doubles, 2 triples, 17 home runs. Absolutely fabulous year going on for Julio Rodriguez. Ty France, 3 doubles, 3 home runs, 6 RBIs over the past 10 games. So join us on 92.1 KCRK. Mariner baseball, it's a day game. First pitch at about 1240. Mariner baseball. A look at today's local weather forecast brought to you by Colville Auto Repair. For 42 years, they've provided complete automotive repair service for all makes. They are also your local Napa Auto Care Center. Yeah, they just got one of my rigs running nice and better than it was running before. Give them a call, 684-3581. Make your appointment or stop in at 505 South Maine, 99 degrees this afternoon. Hopefully, I don't have to tell you it's triple digits, but uh, that's the expected high. 99 today, 101 tomorrow, 101 sunshine and hot on Friday, 99 Saturday, 99 Sunday, uh, by Monday, still going to be mostly sunny skies, but cool down a little bit. 93, the expected high. And uh, here's the part that we don't want to talk about. We don't want to hear about it. We don't want to think about it. We want to think about keeping the clouds away because Tuesday, 
thunderstorms are in the forecast and a high of 87. So we're going to have a front come through, drop us from uh, from our hot weather to a high of 87. But And that would be very nice and comfortable if we didn't get thunderstorms because we know the ground is going to dry out. We don't have firefighters to go out and fight the fires this year. Thank you, Jay Inslee. And, oh, man. Don't need any thunderstorms right now. Don't forget, Colville Auto Repair. They specialize in expert Dodge diesel repair and maintenance. Call 684-3581. Find out more. Just stop in and see them. 505 South Main. It's going to be hot. I'm Eric Carpenter, and this is KCVL, KCRK.